It was one of the biggest speeches of his career, and he knew it. Martin Luther King Jr. was already widely recognized as the spiritual leader of the American Civil Rights Movement. The podium was set up in front of the Lincoln Memorial. It was August 28, 1963. He sat to wait for his turn. I wonder what he thought about while he waited. We may not know that, but this is what we do know. Multitudes had journeyed to the nation's capital to join the march on Washington for jobs and freedom. It was co-organized by the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. The eyes of the nation seemed to be upon him. In the days leading up to his speech, Dr. King was about the God-sized task of getting ready to speak to the nation. Those around him said he prepared his text carefully. He had even asked for suggestions from trusted advisors, and as it turned out, Dr. King went through several handwritten manuscript drafts unusual for him because he rarely used speechwriters and often spoke extemporaneously. Normally, there was only a few notes, but now there were a few drafts behind him. Did you know that the original title for his speech was actually called Normalcy, Never Again? But by the time he'd finished those multiple edits, the papers that he clutched in his hand were still not what he wanted them to be as he made his way to the Lincoln Memorial. He was uncertain what to say and what not to say. He prayed and prayed to Jesus to give him wisdom because he wanted to get it right. He had to get it right. We can relate. Uncertainty is hard. We wrestle with uncertainty perhaps more than we'd even care to admit. We don't always know what to say or how to do it right, whether it's a difficult speech to a divided nation or an unwanted job change when jobs are hard to find, or a relationship that we once were so sure about, but now we may be questioning, or holding on to a dream that we believe despite any circumstance or any person who tries to convince us that it will never happen. Difficult things, they demand all we've got, don't they? They still can make us feel small or needy, remind us how much we need Jesus in our lives. These are the uncertain moments in our days when we find ourselves whispering those panicked prayers to Jesus. Sometimes we even get tongue-tied when we pray, when we ask for his help. And do you know what? That's okay. And it's actually normal. Jesus is happy whenever we pray, whatever the reason. Preacher and writer Bob Joff, he boldly believes that the discomfort brought by fear and uncertainty in our lives can become blessings. Now, here's the reason why, he says, comfortable people don't need Jesus. Desperate people do. 
We might think we've got everything in hand, but in the reality of the situation, it's only an illusion. Here's the thing, and don't miss this. We encounter Jesus over and over again every time we're desperate to realize that we're not actually in charge. Jesus can take our mustard seed dream and grow it in ways we could have never even imagined possible. Did you know that the most famous line of Dr. King's speech, I have a dream, it wasn't written on any piece of paper that he had in his hand. The ringing refrain that has been a feature of several speeches he delivered in other places, most notably at the Booker T. Washington High School in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, nearly a year before, or then even in our own city of Detroit, just two months prior to the day he stood on the Lincoln Memorial. Well, behind him on that day was the beloved gospel singer, Mahalia Jackson. She was sitting behind Dr. King as he struggled to find the words to connect to the audience before he was about to go forward. He had the papers crinkled in his hands, and she just leaned forward, and she said, Tell them about the dream, Martin. Tell them about the dream. He looked over his shoulder, and he heard her. And so he did. He told us about the dream. If you have any doubt that this was a deeply religious address, a sermon really, or that the civil rights movement was a deeply Christian movement, then just listen to where Dr. King went just a few lines after he opened his speech. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. The crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh will see it together. These are the words of the prophet Isaiah in our scripture passage this morning. Quoted by one of the most significant Christian prophets of our time. Dr. King continued, this is our hope, this is our faith that I will go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. What is the message today? The message is this. We cannot allow our uncertainty to talk us out of dreaming, either as individuals or as the Christian church. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation is full of ordinary people like us who are given these God-sized dreams. You know, Jesus wouldn't have even made it through the first 24 hours had not Mary, had not Joseph listened to the dream. We need dreamers. We need visionaries. Visionaries who focus not on how bad things are, but how, how good they can be. We need dreamers who can outline in concrete ways small incremental steps to achieve worthy goals. And in the church, we need a, isn't it true that in a dozen determined complainers can stir up such 
contagious, contaminating unrest that a congregation can sink into a death spiral. However, just one dreamer, one dreamer, if that person is determined, if that person is persistent, unfailingly gracious about sharing a positive vision, that individual can sow seeds of joyous enthusiasm that will transform and literally remake a community of faith and life. T.E. Lawrence, the famed Lawrence of Arabia, had this to say about those who dream. All people dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds. They awake to find that it was vanity. Oh, but it's the dreamers of the day that are the dangerous people. They may act their dreams with open eyes and see it and make it possible. We need more dreamers of the day just like that. We need people of passion, of principle, who refuse to accept the cynical status quo. After his I Have a Dream speech, Dr. King was labeled as, and I quote, the most dangerous Negro in the world. Prophetic preaching gets ministers in trouble. Living into God's dreams for us can get congregations in trouble. We believe that it's time to be a little dangerous. We believe that it's time for the church to cast visions because it's only in our God-sized visioning and it's only with the foundation of Jesus Christ who is the head of the church who has called us to follow him. And oh, what a dangerous preacher he was. It is only then that light can cast in darkness. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are his disciples. We need to be about the business of becoming godly dreamers and raising up godly dreamers in our children. And how do we do that? We serve Jesus. We serve as he served. We live into servant leadership. Famous anthropologist Margaret Mead once said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed individuals can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. That small group of 12 disciples, they changed the world because Jesus was the one that they followed. 12 individuals who when Jesus showed up in their busy lives and all he said was two words, follow me, they dropped everything and they followed. And what were their qualifications? They were ready, they were willing, and they were available. That's us. We're ready, we're willing, we're available. The I Have a Dream speech is so widely known, but there's another speech that I like most of all that Dr. King gave, and it's the Drum Major Instinct speech. In it, he teaches us about what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to love and serve the world. Has Jesus loved and served the world? He preached this. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, 
wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that the one who is the greatest among you shall be your servant. That's the new definition of greatness. This morning, the thing I like about it, he said, by giving that definition of greatness, it means that everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You don't have to know about Plato or Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve. You only need, he preached, a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. Then you too can be that servant. This weekend, we remember the peaceful warriors like Dr. King, through whom Jesus worked to increase dignity and liberty and freedom and equality. And we all know that this task is not yet complete, so we must continue. Today's scripture, that prophet Joel, oh my goodness, God says, God says, not Joel, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon you. God is still pouring out God's spirit upon us so that our sons and our daughters will prophesy, our old men will dream dreams, our young men will see visions. Jesus is the Lord of life, bottom line. And because he has given us so very much, even when we feel uncertain about what we have to offer, he will help us give more. And because he loves us so much, he gives us the strength to love more. And because Jesus has accepted us as we are, worries, uncertainties, and all, he gives us the grace to accept others without judgment or prejudice. Jesus needs us to be his servant dreamers who turn to him in hope, knowing that with him all things truly are possible. You know, fears and uncertainties launch us toward Jesus, and he is always there to receive us when we arrive at a dream that he has placed on our hearts. You know, whatever that dream may be for you, Jesus has come to meet you at that dream. Despite any signs that tell you there's no way, you'll find Jesus in the uncertainty. And he always makes a way because Jesus is the way. God bless you, my friends, my fellow servant dreamers. Let us be on our way. Amen.